It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Krista Steele. She ran for the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, cross-country runner, also indoor and outdoor track. We'll talk about her prestigious career as a track athlete and also where she sets her foundation in her everyday life. Krista, it's so great to have you on. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thank you for asking me to do this. So you grew up in Monticello, Minnesota. It's uh, not balmy by any stretch of the imagination, and you gravitated towards running. I know in high school you were an elite runner uh, in cross-country, also in indoor and outdoor. So talk about this passion for running how it came into your life, and why you went off and just ran with it. Yeah. So how it started was my next-door neighbors, the LaValleys. Um, one of the oldest boy, Philip, started running, and my oldest sister followed suit. And then the next thing I know, uh, the other LaValley brothers started running, and then my o- other oldest sister started running. So naturally, I wanted to follow suit. And so I decided to give this whole running thing a shot. And Mm -hmm. I was started as a manager my sixth grade year for the cross country team. And then I would run uh, with the team from time to time. But then my seventh grade year, I took running really seriously over the summer and ended up making varsity for that year. And just, uh, yeah, really fell in love with it. Uh, fell in love with the team, the coaches and, just, I love that my older siblings and neighbors were doing it too because so, it just brought um, – it really bonded us all together as well. Yeah, that's interesting you start off as a manager because I just want to read some of your accolades from high school to give our audience some idea on, on the level of running and uh, how successful you were. Three-year member of that cross-country team, state team runner-up in 2010, state team champions in 2011, 2011 Heartland Nike Regional Team Champions uh, – Cross-Country All-Conference Honorable Mention, uh, National Honor Society, Female Athlete of the Year as a senior. So there you go. You found your talent, I would have to say. And then you decide that probably I want to continue on and run at the next level. So talk about the progression from going to high school and then picking South Dakota State University to take your talents. Yeah, good question. So I toured a lot of schools, mostly around Minnesota. And my next door neighbor, Philip, he ran uh, for one year at South Dakota State, and he ended up passing away uh, after his first or first year of college. Uh, just was it was an accident. He was on running on the road, and uh, a distracted driver struck him from behind. But I so I, at first I just wanted to stay away from South Dakota State because I was like, oh, that's his school. Like I want to keep it that way, and. But it just kept coming on my heart to just give it a try, just to go check it out. And so, uh, and I knew I wanted to run in college. It always was a desire in my heart since like my freshman year. And I really put a lot of time into, um, yeah, into the sport. And I knew I wanted to do collegiate running. And so my mom and I, in I think it was January, in the middle of a snowstorm, we drove to South Dakota State and we made it there eventually by the grace of God. And yeah, my tour was in vans and because it was snowing so bad. But 
my coach, Rod DeHaven, he showed me around the facility and we just had a really great conversation and it just felt like home. And I knew from that moment on, I wanted to um, really run for them. And I was a little nervous because it was a division one program, but I also liked that intensity and uh, just wanted the opportunity to really place myself out of school where I could really give running my all and South Dakota state was it. So that's how I ended up there really. So interesting enough, you were homeschooled in grammar school, then went to high school. Well, when do you feel those competitive juices started to kick in where you wanted to be the best that you can be? Yeah. So my family, all my siblings, I'm the third oldest of eight. All of us are homeschooled and I grew up kind of competitive because I grew up with the boys. So <laughs> I have three older sisters, five younger brothers, but then two or three neighbor brothers or three neighbor boys. And we all just hung out all the time. And so I really, when um, my siblings and neighbors started running and I started to see how good I could get, I was like, wow, I really want to. Uh, see how fast I can run. And going into high school, you know, just more people started to know who I was through sports and school. And um, I was just really wanted to give it my all for the community that I was in and how much my coaches believed in me. And yeah, so it was, I had a really good experience in high school, um, for sure. Blessed to play Ron Meyer. We're chatting today with Krista Steele. She spent her time running cross-country, indoor and outdoor track and field for the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. And Krista, you started to run really fast when you went to South Dakota State. In fact, uh, you had a lot of fun on the track. You broke two school records, won two conference championships, and made it to the preliminary rounds of the D1 Nationals in the 800. And you went from running a 219 in high school to a 207 in the 800. You shaved off 12 seconds. So was this just hard training or you just uh, became a better and better runner as time went on? Yeah, uh, it really was. I went to, I just remember one of my first conversations with my coach, he was like, Krista, I want you to run as fast as you can here. I want you to break records and to like, go to nationals and he's lifting up listing off all these goals and he's like most importantly uh he's like when you graduate the times aren't going to matter what's going to matter the most is the friends you make along the way and the memories that you had and just from there I just felt a lot of relief as in yep I want to give this smile but by the end of the day like um it's the experience that matters the most but uh just seeing my other teammates watching them go to the California races and watch them win conference champions and uh, break school records. I know I wanted that too. And so I just really buckled down on my training and made sure I got like eight to nine hours of sleep every night. It was eating the right foods. And I would go back. Um, we have a th indoor 300 meter track and I'd go behind the bleachers and look at the scoreboard on or the school record board. And I remember I would just like look at those times and in my brain, I would just repeat over and over again, what times I wanted to hit. And so, um, yeah, really grateful. My going into college, I thought I was like, my goal is to run a two fifteen, and <laughs> running a two Oh seven. I just will never forget walking up to my coach who was in California and 
I just was stunned and he just couldn't stop smiling. And I was like, never in a million years did I ever think I was going to run this fast. But boy, was it worth it because it was uh, definitely life changing and an amazing experience. So it sounds like breaking your own PR was motivation for you and got the best out of your running ability. But I want to also talk about the 800 meter, which you were particularly successful at. And you finished the Summit League Championships by winning your first career outdoor 800 meter. How special was that for you? That was really special for me. Yeah, just I uh, was up against really great athletes. Uh, this girl, Lauren, in particular from or- Omaha, we just became really good uh, competition buddies. And just, I yeah, just remember crossing the finish line, both indoor and outdoor, and just disbelief that I did it because my freshman year didn't even make it to conference. My sophomore year, I think I placed sixth indoor and I don't even know if I placed outdoor, maybe sixth or seventh place as well. But yeah, winning the conference title was definitely a surreal moment and definitely one where I was like, yeah, this is worth it. All the hard work has definitely paid off and just a great time to also just celebrate with my team um, and to yeah, just get more momentum for the rest of the year, too. Let's to play Ron Meyer chatting with Krista Steele. She was a runner for the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, uh, cross-country, indoor and outdoor track and field. Did well in the classroom as well. And speaking of the classroom, you managed to kind of have this discipline on the track, but you were named to uh, uh, the honor roll in the Summit League on several years, and you, you made that Uh, crossover to performing well in the classroom too. How difficult was that for you just to have that balance as a D1 athlete? Yeah, it was difficult for sure, especially because a lot of the, I took about 18 credits each semester, like um, anywhere from six to seven classes. And when you're traveling a lot from Wednesday to Sunday, it can be difficult for sure. But one thing that was really helpful is I lived with (laughs) a lot of really disciplined runners. And so we all would uh, be really disciplined in um, our studies, whether that be going to our room and making sure we're getting things done or uh, going out in our living room and studying together, going to the library. But I knew that um, in order to be a successful athlete, I had to be good in the classroom as well, because sports are going to end eventually. And sure enough, they did. Uh, but yeah, that's something that I really took seriously and my coach really encouraged us to, he would always remind us we're student athletes, a student first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about all this discipline that you have to have on the track and also in your life to perform well in the classroom, but you had to have some diversions, some downtime and have some good fun with your, uh, your roommates, your teammates. And how did that come about? What was the form that took? Yeah, my team was really close. I'm so grateful for that. All of us girls would uh, hang out. We would go to each other's houses in South Dakota, especially Brookings. It's small towns. So we would just get into the car and chase sunsets, like run on hay bales. (laughs) We would um, just go hiking, go on trails and go on little day adventures or have movie nights. And definitely it's good to stay balanced in that way. And like the weekends we weren't competing, we always just made sure to uh, have fun with each other and to really enjoy the weekend and enjoy our time in college because we knew that it was going to end eventually. So we just wanted to make the most of it. Well, let's talk about some of the rivals. You're uh, in D1 athletics. So in your conference in the Summit League, there had to be some 
universities that uh, perhaps uh, got your juices flowing a little bit more, I would say. Maybe you could tell us what those rivals were in your league. Yeah, NDSU is definitely a bigger rival for sure. I just remember at some races or I would see results of other races we weren't competing with them at. And I would just study the times that they're running and it was good motivation to continue on um, running hard because I knew that if I wasn't running, my components are, my, my opponents are. And so I, um, yeah, every time we would compete, it was always all right. NDSU is right there. And same with USD as well, University of South Dakota. But um, as much as they were rivals, they also were really great friends. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. We took it serious on the track, but when we were off the track, we always gave each other hugs and congratulated each other, which was really nice as well. Well, this was a long career in athletics, and uh, I know the heart that goes into it, the preparation that started maybe when you were in your grammar school years and then your high school years, but there had to be that finality, that last race that you know you're going to take on for South Dakota State University, and perhaps this was the end of your running career. Can you talk about that and reflect on that moment? Yeah, my last, oh, my last race, my last race was a really sad one. I had, I struggled with Achilles issues my last uh, year of running, and in the fall of my last cross-country season, I I was out for three months. And so when indoor was coming, I was like, all right, we got to gear up and train as best as I can. But by the time my last race came in the, in the spring, I just remember my Achilles was just huge. It just was so swollen and it was not so great of a race. And I definitely cried in my <laughs> going up to my coach. We just had a moment where we looked at each other and just had tears in our eyes because that was that was it. And it just was very emotional on the cool down. Um, cause it was my last one and just reflecting on all four years and it just came to an end. And I just l remember just going on that two mile run and just, um, saying over and over again, just how grateful I am for the opportunity because it, yeah, like once a jackrabbit, always a jackrabbit mm -hmm. and they will, yeah, the m memories I made along the way are amazing. And my coach was incredible. And, just nothing. I was nothing but grateful. Um, even though my last race didn't go as well, but I was just nothing but grateful for yeah, the yeah. career that I had. Yeah. Fabulous career indeed at South Dakota State University. Well, let's take a break on the other side. We're going to talk to Krista about where she sets her foundation in her everyday life, the faith life of our guest today, Krista Steele, when Blessed to Play returns right after this. O Lord, you see how everywhere the winds have burst forth and the sea is convulsed with the great violence of the rising waves. Command, we beseech you, you who alone are able, both the winds and the sea. Restore to mankind the true peace of your name, that peace which the world cannot give, and the calm of social harmony. Under your favor and inspiration, May man return to do order, and having overthrown the rule of greed, bring back again as ought to be the love of God, justice, charity toward neighbor, temperance in all desires. May your kingdom come. 
may all recognize that they are subject to you and must serve you who are truth and salvation, that without you they labor in vain. In your law is reason and fatherly kindness. You are ever at hand with your strength and your copious power to help man to keep it. Life upon earth is a warfare, but you watch the contest and aid man to conquer. The weak you sustain, the victor you crown. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Krista Steele. She spent four years running at South Dakota State University, cross-country, indoor and outdoor track and field, did quite well, um, won a lot of big races in the Summit League. She was all Summit League in 2018, both indoor and outdoor. Also had academic excellence awards as well, and uh, part of the honor roll of the Summer League. We talked about that in the first half of the show, but... Krista was homeschooled. She's from Monticello, Minnesota, and grew up in a Catholic family. So talk about that formation, just growing up as a Catholic, growing up in Monticello. Yeah, I am nothing but grateful. My parents chose to homeschool, especially uh, when or the time that I was homeschooled. It wasn't really common a whole lot, but they decided to choose Seton Home Study School for a curriculum. And I was nothing but grateful for that because that definitely set the foundation of my faith just at a really solid point. And um, just as we'll get along later in this um, in this interview, but even just in moments where maybe I didn't take faith too seriously, I always it always just went back to my homeschool years, my younger years, where um, I just remembered the formation that I received through my education. And my parents are both very faithful. Catholics and they pray every day and they taught us how to pray. My mom would bring us to daily mass. And we also had a homeschooling group, which was really nice of like a hundred kids. So that was also really fun. And yeah, it just was an amazing opportunity to um, just learn so young, um, all the details and intricacies of the Catholic faith. So you had this formation in the Catholic faith. And like I always say, you have to, as you approach adulthood, have to make it your own or when you approach being independent. And for you, that came to a certain extent going to high school. You weren't in a homeschool environment and then on to college. But the faith wasn't always, uh, let's say, first in your life during that time period. Yeah, in high school, I just kind of looked around, looked around me and I was like, wow, no one here is really practicing their faith at all. And it just wasn't as common as I thought it was. And so I just decided to not take it as seriously, not talk about it as much. And I'd go to church still on Sundays, but that was just about it. And then going into college, I would still go to church on Sundays, but I definitely wasn't going to pray. And some of the focus missionaries there at the time, one of them specifically would always reach out and just whenever she would see me on campus, ask if I wanted to get coffee or go to her Bible study. And I always said no. (laughs) And just because I just didn't want anything to do with it. Um, I think more so just insecurities on my part and just didn't really um, yeah, just didn't think it was cool to participate in it. And so 
uh, just kind of put it on the side and just focused on running for the most part. Chatting with Krista Steele, she ran track and field, also cross country at South Dakota State University. So Krista, what event or did something happen that uh, reconnected you with the faith that you grew up with and the passion that your parents had at some point in your life as well? So I remember it was my junior year in the fall. We were at the University of Minnesota for a cross-country meet. And I remember the California fires were going off. And we're on the way back from the cross-country meet to South Dakota. And some of my teammates in the back were talking about how maybe this is the end times. And I just remember looking out my window, looking out to heaven. And I was like, wow, God, I am not ready. Like, you have to help me. And Two weeks later, I went to confession and just had a really beautiful um, confession with the priest there. And then uh, later that uh, fall semester, my friend invited me to SLS 18, which is a conference that Focus used to put on. And I called my mom at 10 p.m. at night and I asked if I could go on this conference, even though I had no idea what it entailed. And she's like, yep, I'll pay your way. And um, so I went to this conference that was beginning of January and I knew one person and that one person that I knew knew everyone. <laughs> and so, but it was there, just the speakers were just really hitting me hard. And at adoration on Wednesday night, just had a really powerful encounter of experiencing God's love. And I knew that I needed to um, live my life completely for him. And it, it changed everything. Well, let's talk about that change. What, tangibly changed. And I know you were at the university at that time uh, as a student athlete. So how did that change your your life at South Dakota State University? I remember going back for that spring semester, my junior year, and I just was so joyful. And I remember my teammates and coaches just asking me what happened to you. Like, Cause I just came to life. Like I was so happy and just so fulfilled. And I ran the fastest I ever have in my life. Cause um, yeah, that was the year I broke two school records and made it to the preliminary rounds of nationals and won conference championships and just a lot of great things. But I just felt so close to God on the track and I actually started praying and living my life for him, which is something that I was so scared to do. But little did I know living my life completely for him would be the most amazing thing in the world. And it's hard. It definitely Mm -hmm. had its trials for sure and still does to this day, as it always will. But I know in my heart, I just knew in my heart that he was with me. And that just changed my whole demeanor on life, my whole outlook on life. And it, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Well, let's talk about one of those trials because you battled what you talked about in the first half of the show, an Achilles injury and had to cross train and you didn't run for three months. And this is something obviously that you love to do. Was that one of those trials where at that point in your life, you knew you had to be resigned to whatever God's will was for you despite that injury? Yes, for sure. I remember finishing my junior year and I said, I can't wait to get back to training in the summer so I can be even better my senior year. And then One thing led to the other and my Achilles towards the end of uh, the spring semester was really bad and it got worse over the summer. And in the fall, I had a fall of 2018, I had to take three months off and just cross train. So it was a lot of time on the stationary bike in the pool. And I remember 
even one time on the stationary bike, I just started sobbing uncontrollably and the jumper coach like came over to me and just took me aside and just talked to me. And then I talked to my head coach Rod and <laughs> I was so emotional um, just because it was so hard to watch my teammates run and do so well. And then I sit on the sidelines and then you just, you just feel disconnected from your teammates when you're injured because you're not doing the runs with them and practicing with them. So that's really hard. And it definitely was a moment of me, a moment where I had to tell myself my identity isn't a runner. Mm -hmm. My identity isn't God. Um, but it definitely was hard because I wanted to still use the gift that he gave me, but I couldn't. And, uh, yeah, just to surrender that, that was, that was really, really tough. Well, you graduated from South Dakota State University, thankfully, and now you're in the workforce and you've had this uh, really amazing life experience in many respects. How has that prepared you for living life now, being part of, you know, having a job and just going about your everyday life? Yeah, I'm super grateful. Um, whenever I think about my college career, I think about my coach who believed in me and never gave up on me. And I think about really encountering God at um, SLS 18. And it led me to being a focused missionary for three years. I served my first two years at the University of Mary and my last year at Carroll College, which is a Catholic university in Montana. And those three years of deeper formation with focus was absolutely incredible. And now I'm an account executive for an amazing company called IDCOM. We put on conferences and events for big organizations and um, corporate clients. And they actually do all the AV production for Focus, which is where I had um, my conversion at SLS 18. They provide all the AV production for the seat conferences that Focus does. So that was my little connection to this job that I have here. But it's awesome. I come to work or I wake up, I pray for 30 minutes. And if I wake up early enough, I go to daily mass with my mom and then I show up here at 9am and then I, yeah, live out my faith and just smile at my coworkers, talk to them about how they're doing. And it's, it's amazing. I feel very, very blessed and uh, very rooted in my faith. Well, that's fabulous. Well, Krista Steele has been our guest uh, doing great work now, integrating her life of faith in in her everyday life, and now even in the workforce, she's not running anymore, but she's also there with her coworkers and uh, giving a positive example to the people that she comes in contact with. Krista, thanks so much. Uh, fabulous career at South Dakota State. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed every moment of that, but also uh, sharing a little bit about you today right here on Blessed to Play. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two play.com. You can like us on Facebook and hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Krista Steele, I'm Ron Meyer. Thanks so much for joining us right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.